Welcome to Bloody Podcast. I'm your host, Maria Felix, and I have our resident ga- guest. Gast. Gas. I'm gassy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cash, I'm demolished. Hey, guys. Sorry about the gas. <laughs> and our very talented friend, Carolina Reynoso. Hello. Okay. Uh, Carolina is super talented. If you were in the LA area two years ago, <laughs> the last time we worked together, two or three years ago? I think it, it was 2019, so three years ago. So three years ago was the last time we worked together on something. It's the one that we actually met for yes. the Bitty Bitty Bang Bang show that I would not stop plugging. If you go back to the 2018 episodes, <laughs> you will hear me talk about it every episode. It was valid. It was a really good show. Yeah. It was a fun show. That's what My roommate literally just told me today because she was like going through like randomly she was going through my Facebook photos and she was like, Bitty Bitty Bang Bang was like one of the favorite things I've ever seen you in. And I'm like, oh, I miss it. It was so much fun. It was so fun. You know, for Halloween, we were going through our sketch bag of costumes and all of the Selena stuff was in there, all your stuff and all of Selena's outfits were in there. And I was like laughing because I was like, well, this is, I don't even know why I have this. Like, <laughs> I couldn't not even, <laughs> I couldn't even wear this like on a, an arm, on a finger if I tried because the corsets are so itty bitty. <laughs> but it just, I was like, I told Jerry about it and he was like, I was like, should I give them to Carolina and Marcelina? And, and he was like, no, we're going to do the show again, so we should hold on to them. Oh, <laughs> I was okay. like, oh, okay, we are? He's pretty adamant about that. He's very adamant about about doing it again. And I was like, okay, all right. Carolina is a, is a great actor. She's a, a huge um, internet personality, influencer, if you will. She's great. She's very funny. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I, know, I see that look no, on I your face. <laughs> I always, um, my, I, I'm like a, I, I saw this term on Twitter the other day that's like a micro niche internet celebrity. And I was like, all right, I can do that. Like, that, I can, I can work with that as a title. That's, that's yeah. A little bit. That's what, yeah. We'll call, Carolina is a micro niche internet celebrity. That's what we're going to put in the subject <laughs> to. Um, so for today, we're going to leave the internet behind and we're going to go to Southeast London. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> during the early 1900s. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hello, hello mate. Like Oliver Twist status, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, okay. the dad of Charles Dickens grew up in this area. Nice. nice. Yeah. So that's, you know, you can imagine how shitty it was. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> pun intended, because yeah. I'm sure there was shit literally everywhere. Right, yeah. yeah. yeah Especially by the orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> and today, most of our research is based on the book Alice Diamond and the 40 Elephants by Brian McDonald. And the interesting thing about this book is I was telling Cash and Carolina is that it's mostly based on police reports at the time. So the guy did an insane amount of research, because I... You know, it's not like those police reports are typed up. Like they're fucking <laughs> handwritten <laughs> in like these faded pieces of fucking parchment That's, paper, I'm sure. Yeah. So, is painstakingly. so, in the early 1780s, the neighborhoods of London on the southeast end were a breeding ground for thieves and gangs. Although their towns lay along a commerce-friendly location, because if you live along a river, like it's like commerce-friendly, 
I mean, obviously, we all know from, you know, watching most Disney movies that the, <laughs> the living by the river doesn't equate, you know, like being rich, but still. If anything, it's the opposite, right? Because, like, all the rats and famine and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And especially, like, London has such a history of, like, their water always being contaminated and polluted. Like, mm-hmm. the Thames River in, in particular, I feel like, is always just filled with, like, nasty stuff. So, if you're living by the river, you're probably nasty. Yeah. because yeah, they threw everything. Just, like, there was, like, no sewer systems or anything. They're just like, we'll just throw our shit out the window. There's nowhere for else to go. <laughs> eventually, yeah, eventually it'll just slide into the river. Yeah. <laughs> I love to see a cop walking the walking the beat, you know, one of those old bobbies, and just a whole bunch of slop falls out of the window in front of him, and he's just like, everything's going to be up and up. <laughs> I will say, though, that is no different from Hollywood today. Yeah, of I, course. I went to the yes. ATM the other day, and there was actually three different spots of diarrhea right by the tmi but they're not mine but i'm just saying there was it was a lot of diarrhea oh yeah it was sorry was it was it um was it all three different colors like no they were all the same and what was interesting is next to the diarrhea there were these napkins that said holy shit you're 27 i kind of made this whole had this whole story of that it was a guy's birthday celebration yes. gone wrong <laughs> or gone correct who knows i mean yeah i mean at least he made it what is that's the rock star year 27, right 27 huh? yeah this is it that's his uh that's his big he that's had, how he, he he went out with the bang yeah, yeah exactly he had his birthday celebration and he died shitting himself that was his big contribution <laughs> to hollywood <laughs> He was an actor. Yeah, he was. Um, <laughs> he was a micro niche celebrity. <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of these working class families that lived along this part of town obviously were poverty stricken and just needed enough money to feed their families and to survive. Now, from need, you know, springs theft. So, some of the best thieves in this area, often met at a place called the Elephant and Castle Tavern. Named for like a couple, I guess for the neighborhoods it was in, one was called like Elephant something and the other one was called Castle. And that tavern was located at a crossroads that linked together areas of called Walworth, Kennington, Lambeth, Southwark, and Bermondsey. And it led to the major bridges of the London Bridge, the Southwark Bridge, uh, the Blackfriars, Waterloo, Westminster, Lambeth, and Tower. Basically, that means that it made this particular area perfect for commuting. Right. Which you will need if you're trying to shoplift from different places. Eventually, all of these dishonored thieves formed a notorious gang of men known as the Elephant Gang. In turn, these men showed their wives and their daughters and their girlfriends all the tricks of the trade, and of course, use uh, use them to do their their thievery. Like sure. because the women back then wore these big skirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, they would have the women hide tools to break into houses hmm. within their skirts and stuff. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Kids are pickpocketing people. Mm-hmm. Kids nice. are pickpocketing people. <laughs> yes. It's so yeah. it's literally like Oliver Twist. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> It makes sense now that it's called Elephant Gang because I I thought going into this oh like they stole forty elephants but now it's nice to know that 
they are a gang called the Elephant Gang. <laughs> they say, yeah, the real reason because of the area they lived in. Right. And we'll see later that one of the fake reasons that people started giving was that the women, like, their skirts would get so big in the store while they were shoplifting that they would compare them to elephants. And it's like, no, that wasn't why, but that's pretty clever. Oh, that's pretty clever, yeah. <laughs> I've got the elephantitis. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me thighs. <laughs> Those are normal thighs. Yeah. Cheese it. And they run. Cheese it. <laughs> uh, so, in addition, back then, music halls were relatively new to the young crowd. Uh, they've been around for a while, but they were normally populated by older couples looking to get away from their kids and from the bore of everyday life. But as the youth discovered how great it was to go dancing and clubbing, they began to fill the halls. Um, and of course, you got to look good for the club. <laughs> so wearing your finest clothes was essential. But when you're poor, you don't have fine clothes. So they had to find a way to look fine in the club. Yeah. <laughs> From this, plus the need, continue need to feed for their families, crawl out of poverty, etc., etc. An all-female gang began to emerge in addition to the male gangs that were in the area. Nice. Yeah. And this is where feminism started. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> you're on track because it came right after women's suffrage movement came to London. Oh, no shit. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. It's hard to tell exactly when the gang of the 40 elephants began for the women, as it's mostly based on police reports of the, of the time, like I told you guys. But by the 1880s, Mary Carr, with two R's, Mary Carr, Carr. <laughs> uh, was a beautiful artist model who was also known as a notorious shoplifter. And she was in a relationship with a guy named Alfred Gorman, who was a leader of a gang of footpads. This guy sounds like kind of an asshole because a footpad is a guy in a gang who beats up pedestrians, victims. So, God. yeah, <laughs> it doesn't even sound like you're doing it for any other good reason than to beat up a poor guy like walking into the tavern. Their favorite thing to do was to beat up people who came into the Elephant and Castle Tavern. Which so fucked up. It's so mean. Yeah, what the heck? Those poor old people. <laughs> I know I knew a lot of pretty lame people that did that kind of stuff. Like, I'm gonna beat up that guy. And it's like, yeah, don't. Just, but for what? Like, yeah. What is the reason? Awful, awful. Just no, there's no reason. I guess no reason. No reason. Just no. to to keep the bad reputation going. And and to steal that also seems like way too much work to keep up the reputation. Yeah, it's hard to be a dick. Oops. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to be a dick. <laughs> New Charles Dickens novel. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's hard to be a dick. <laughs> a tale of two fetuses. A tale of two dicks. <laughs> I'm sure that's a movie somewhere. Oh my god, like the porn version of yeah, Charles of Dickens? Yeah. Is that a thing? Do you, that's Can probably like... Yeah, like what is that book? A tale of two. There's a tale of two somethings. Yeah, but it's yeah. Oh, and yeah. The, but the porn version is a tale of two dicks. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. 
<laughs> I love how I can't think of another single. There's Oliver Twist, A Tale of Two Cities. Tale of Two Cities, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> this is there. A Tale of Big Titties. A Tale of Big Titties. <laughs> First thing that comes to mind. Oliver Fist. Oliver Fist. Oh, yeah. Good. yeah. Oh, I need a chimney sweep. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so anyway, together, Alfred and Mary were known as the premier underworld couple of their time. Oh. They're they are cool. the, are they the Courtney Kardashian, Travis Barker of totally, the time? Totally, totally. Except, yeah, I guess, yeah. You know? Except Mary Carr actually grew up hard. Well, <laughs> she's not just port. She's not just posing like Courtney. I love it. Like I love her new punk rock phase, but it's not her, like it's really fake, <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of what bothers me. It's like super it's cute, so funny. I love the whole like. There's a girl on TikTok who like she pretends to be Courtney, and she's like, "Trav, look at me, oh, yes, she's so funny." I've seen oh it. My I've seen it. She's like, "Trav, Trav." <laughs> <laughs> they um th- i was big fans of their halloween costumes too oh yeah mm, of cute. course they, they did cute they did a lot they did true romance mm. very cute um they did edward scissorhands mm-hmm. what was another one they did i want to say it was something from oh they were they were uh, he was a, a rocker person and she was the girl she was, oh like, sid vicious and nancy yes okay. yeah yeah so the true romance one was super cute. Okay. <laughs> Cash is not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's go back to the tale of two titties. Like, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> like, do you not believe that Travis Barker is the most punk rock? I mean, you know, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I don't. I don't. Carolina, you're you're super young. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like what? to think so. When Blink One Eighty Two happened, when you were like in elementary school, or were maybe you before even before me? Before even I don't Jesus know. Christ. I was born in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I think it was. Wow. They were getting big when you were born. I think they were big in yeah ninety eight ninety nine that sort of thing. Yeah. So did you even know who Travis Barker was before Courtney started dating him? Oh, of course. I was like an alternative person when I was oh, okay. like in middle school, elementary school. Oh, okay. So, like, so you yeah. were you knew what was up with all the small things. Oh, of course. All the small things. Um, <laughs> I, was, right. I was not a huge fan of Blink-22. I remember that one of the biggest things to do back then when their song, Adam's Song, came out was the bus that I had to ride on. The the kid the cool kids that sat in the back of the bus loved to sing Adam's song, like during the bus ride, mm-hmm. which is super annoying because it's like their only slow song ish, and it's about suicide, and so it's all these teenagers that think they know how hard life is. <laughs> That's how I would feel like listening to my like Blink One Eighty Two or my All Time Low, my Sleeping with Sirens, looking out the window of the bus. Like, yes, I, <laughs> life is hard. No one gets me, even though my own, my biggest problem is math class. I don't know. Yeah, it's peer <laughs> pressure. But yeah, peer pressure. Yeah. Any kids singing any song. It's popular at the time on a school bus. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> well, <laughs> now imagine that it's like 15 white kids. I mean, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> really doesn't. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm walking, dude. <laughs> <It's> four miles. <laughs> no, I'm fine. 
Mary, to to add to her hardness as opposed to Courtney, because that's that's the what we're comparing to her now. Mary started getting convictions at the age of fourteen. Normally for lifting jewelry and expensive furs. Nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) And she was, she kept it up and was eventually so infamous that a play was written about her called, quote, the worst woman in London, comma, her second time on earth, comma, the female swindler, comma, (laughs) but a disgrace to her sex, end quote. She's so long. <laughs> the worst woman in the London, her second time on earth, the female swindler, but a disgrace to her sex. It's long and it doesn't make grammatical sense. Pick one. Yeah. It, it, it's like, guys, it's like chapters. It's like part one, part two. It opens yeah. up. It was four bum, acts. Bum, bum, easy worse. Woman in London. <laughs> she don't really nice at all. And then they go into part two, but there's a key change. <laughs> that's what it is I'm sorry I ever wondered <laughs> you know what it probably was it was four guys that ha- that each wanted their own title they're like no it should be called this it should be called this it should be called this and they're like you yeah. know what yeah. let's compromise it's all world of them peace. <laughs> all of them I'll solve world peace we'll just have a huge title for it yeah somehow someone still got stabbed <laughs> that's all Old London, and you can't end a deal without a stabbing. Is the poor boy like trying to put the letters on the marquee? He's like, I don't have enough letters. <laughs> Stab him in the side. Forget the letters. There's not enough room on the damn marquee for that long of a title. It's okay. They're gonna use the blood to fucking. Yeah. <laughs> just scribble on the side. <laughs> um. So during her time, Mary Carr was recognized by the police as the Queen of the Forty Thieves. But um, it wasn't fully formed yet. She did set the standard, though, for what they would do in the future. She dressed in beautiful clothing, kept her hair long and loose, and often conned men on the street by acting like a helpless teenage girl uh, and then stealing their watches and pocketbooks. Other times, and I love this, she would allow them to walk her home, and when the men, thinking they were alone with the girl, tried to put a move on her, to put it lightly, she would scream for help, and a bunch of the members of the 40 Thieves would jump out and attack the dude. That's so smart. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Very she smart. came on to me. Very yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that was after the excuse. Oh, sure. They were like, oh, dude, she invited me here. They were like, yeah, we know. Yeah. They're like, but, but you... Oh, you've been uh, conned. Stab him in the side. And then the <laughs> the women would take the guy for everything he was worth, just so that the guy would be like, just so basically they would threaten the guy to they would threaten to out him as anything less than gentlemanly. Oh right, because they're all they're on the side. They're on like the sly. Yeah, trying to get some. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Give me your watch and we won't tell anyone you touch women. Exactly. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh, here's my watch. <laughs> Can I keep the chain? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and that's when he gets stabbed because he asked yeah. to keep the chain. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time, Mary and the other women used pockets cleverly cut into their skirts uh, and stole... From department stores. Their method was simple. 
One would distract an attendant while the other shoplifted silks, dresses, scarves, and jewelry. Whatever was around, basically. How do you steal a dress? That has to be a deep pocket. Yeah, they were huge. Because think about the, um, the, the first thing they would do is they would sew pockets into the undergarments. Um. And then in their actual skirt, they would cut the holes. So you're just taking the dress and like stuffing it into these hu- already bustly dresses that you oh, have dang. on. So you really have to have someone distracting the attendant because you're just in the, you're like putting your hand, stuffing the dress on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'm sure the attendants back then, too, they like nobody really knew the ins and outs of shoplifting yet, except for these people. Like it was like a new thing. So I'm sure they like like trusted everybody to just come in and do the right thing. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> no, no, no. So by the time the attendant would realize what happened, they'd be long gone or one of them would stay and like pretend to help the attendant like you know, look for the jewelry pendant that suddenly gone missing while the other one got away. Then yeah, when, smart. yeah. Then the items that were stolen were put in stash boxes all over the city or immediately handed over to fences. Other, and fences, for those who don't know, are men and women who hold stolen goods for um, for a thief and normally sell them for the thief and then take part of the profit. Hmm. So it's like the Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. You, did he? But wasn't he? He was the jeweler. Did he? It was more like what his girlfriend did for him. Right. And Uncut Gems. Like she kind. It's kind of a little bit more like that. Or what Denzel Washington did in Fences. In Fences. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> there's this moment There's this moment when I say something really stupid. And Maria looks over at me with the nicest, like, loving earnestness for, like, a moment of just, like, huh? And then sees me slowly smile, and it's just like, you piece of shit. <laughs> you lied. She stabs you. Stab him in the side. <laughs> Take his pocket watch. <laughs> Handkerchief, the handkerchief. Yeah, take it off. Mary would eventually pass away, as we are wont to do as humans. And for years, the gang of women continued to steal, although less organized uh, and without a leader, until they came under the rule of Alice Diamond. Alice was born in Southwark around 1894. Today, Southwark is apparently a very gentrified space. I mean, I don't know know anything. I haven't been there yet, but that's what they say. (laughs) (laughs) Must be true. (laughs) (laughs) But back then, it was known for the Southwark stews, which were basically low-budget brothels Hmm. that were along the area. Stews and brothels. (laughs) Nice. Very good. Is that where that comes from? Broth? Brothels? Maybe. I just made that up. No, oh I God. mean, it makes sense to it. me. <laughs> it can't be it. Stu- I mean, but it says <laughs> stews. That's what they were called. Yeah, but it's a, it's, it's a whorehouse. Brothels. No, it's a broth. So yeah. it's chicken broth. Oh, it's like a whorehouse of meat? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I think it's possible, honestly. I it makes sense to me. You're stewing in you know, you're stewing in women. Oh, okay. Stewing All in right. women. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Alice's dad, who had served, who had moved the family to that area in the 1880s, had served time on and off for petty theft and was known for enjoying the, the occasional bar fight. Like he would go and like look for the fight. Like he'd get really excited or he would like he'd be one of those dudes that you see in the movies that joins in on the fight after the fight has already started. <laughs> he'd love to do that I he's need super, my fix yeah he's super excited to fight guys that's funny yeah <laughs> that's so so funny <laughs> even in this small area the diamonds still moved around a lot and we know that Alice had at least 10 different addresses while growing up normally because her dad couldn't pay the rent so like he would just move somebody move them right before rent was due Oh, okay. Can you imagine someone being such like a criminal and such like a badass that they like knock on your door and then they just come in and they're just like, we live here now. You're like, what? No, dude. <laughs> like, what is that thing called? Squatting? Yeah. Squatting. I think you're kicking people out. This is this is more aggressive, though. Like, they're going to put, they're going to edge you out. Like quartering, right? Like when you had to quarter soldiers. I guess so. Because you used to have to give them quarter. That's why the song is called mm-hmm. No Quarter. The song's called what? No Quarter. What, what song is that? By Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Covered by uh, Tool, too. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, at the time, parents were required to pay two pets for each kid at school, and most families in the area could not afford to pay. So Alice's schooling was brief. By the time she was 14, as was the standard for most girls, Alice was a servant. One of her first methods of theft was to become employed by a family and loot the jewelry box and clothes at the first chance. Way to not make it obvious that you're going to steal all their belongings. <laughs> the first chance you get, just take everything and run. That's the crazy thing about this time, you know, before cell phones in general, is that nobody knows what you look like. You could just say, and she often did just change her last name. She's like, I'm Alice Black. Well, today I'm Alice Diamond. Like, she didn't even bother changing her first name. <laughs> Alice Stone. <laughs> Alison. That's yeah. so true. She could even just go into a random house and be like, I'm your new maid. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And like, what if they weren't even waiting for her? Yeah. Another girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> According to police reports, it appears she was first arrested when she was, well, not arrested, actually. It appears she was first noticed by the police when she was 16, when she was caught with her friend, Mary Austin, stealing chocolates. Chocolates. Yeah. The next year, though, she was given six weeks in prison for stealing blouses from a department store. Then that June, that same June, she was caught stealing dresses, but released on recognizance. I keep on imagining... <laughs> I keep on imagining the actresses who played the, um, 
the sex workers in that Johnny Depp uh, movie. Remember the one where he's supposed to be British and it's like... Um, Sweeney Todd? No. Uh, the one with the killer. Famous killer. Oh, Sleepy Hollow? Sleepy Hollow? No, it's in London. It's right by the water. Oh, oh from, from Hell? From, from Hell. There you go. From Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. That's what it was. Oh, with the grapes. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Karen? I haven't. I didn't even know there was a Jack the Ripper Johnny Depp movie. Uh, it's sick. It's pretty entertaining. And uh, I don't know if it's part of the Jack, uh, part of the real Jack the Ripper lore, but in the movie, the... The guy keeps offering the the girls grapes, and they're so stoked for the grapes. <laughs> Every single time they say like, "Oh, grapes! Can I have one?" And they're like, yeah. he's like, "He's like, yes, have a few." And she's like, "Oh, you losing her mind over the fucking grapes!" Oh <laughs> my god, that's so sad though. Like if you think about it, like yeah. Dana. I know it's super sad. <laughs> Laughing so hard. <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh more. <laughs> no, it's it's horrifying. <laughs> then in 1914, so uh, two years later, there's a, a police report of uh, four teenage girls being caught stealing hats from Maud's hat shop on Oxford Street. Um, they had asked the assistant to bring more hats from the stockroom because they didn't like any of the hats that were in the front. And by the time she had returned, they had left with hats, scarves, and gowns. Among the girls who was caught but not arrested was Alice Diamond, who managed to avoid arrest. This is amazing. She managed to avoid arrest because they could not produce the dress that she was said to have stolen. So they're like, well, there's no evidence. Oh, I guess even though you were with these other three, you're innocent. And even though you have this big rap sheet already, you're innocent, so <laughs> we're going to let you go. Must have been fun being a cop back then. Yeah, super easy. Yeah. The easiest job. Like, ah, <laughs> yeah. can, you, can you imagine that poor store clerk, though? Like, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm going to get hats in the bag. And she's like, all right, ladies, let's go. Where did everybody go? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'm going to make so many commissions today. <laughs> and then there were none. Yeah. <laughs> Then in 1915, Alice was charged with stealing from warehouses. Oh, I also want to point out, if it's not obvious, that for every arrest she has, there's like, you know, 10 to 20 successful robberies. Because these are just the times that she was caught. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, So in 1915, she was charged with stealing from warehouses. The way she would do this is she would go in and just basically just start stealing. And if she was caught, she would just be like, oh, do you have any jobs? <laughs> <laughs> what a way to avoid arrest. I'll stop stealing if you give me a job. Yeah. yeah. You can trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and by this point, in 1915, the police were calling her the new queen of the 40 thieves. Ooh. I just love that name. The it's, queen of the 40 thieves. It's great. It's a really nice one. Mm-hmm. On this record, for some reason, it said she had told, I guess for like keeping, what do you, how do you call it? I guess to like confuse the record, she had put that she was 23 years old, but she was only 18. Alice was also tall for the time. She was 5'8", when the average man was 5'6". 
No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was strong like her dad. And she had a broad face and high cheekbones. One report claimed that it took three policemen to hold her down. She's the size of a building, she was. <laughs> she walked in here, pr- propositioned me for sex. I followed her. My friends beat the hell out of me. And here I am. But yeah, she was huge. <laughs> One great giant she was. <laughs> An Amazon. <laughs> Under Alice's leadership, the women honed their skills. They continued with the tradition of cutting pockets into their skirts and converting their undergarments. Um, But now they would also learn to go in three to four women at a time to the stores. And they continued to put on the air of being a woman of means and of money. And this way they would steal from the warehouses and the stores. But they usually did not steal from individuals. So they were different than Mary Carr in that sense where they only stole from institutions. Well, supposedly. Like the man. Yeah, like Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wait, I have a question. If they just kept stealing, like, really nice stuff, do you ever think that at one point they would, like, stop stealing? So, like, we have money now. Like, we don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. No, because everybody's having kids, and it's like, you know, it's a huge army of people. I'm sure at some point they're like, well, we got to keep eating. Plus, you can't keep like they had. They would have to like the 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 crux about this is that if you steal nice stuff and then you have to give it to a fence to sell it because their their number one rule is like you can't be seen wearing what you stole, right? Because it's oh, obvious. Damn, yeah. So you have to sell that to the fence, or the, you have to give it to the fence who sells it for you, and then you get some of that money back. But then you have to buy nice stuff to wear. Oh, all right. Because you have to, like, look like this super fancy person when you go into the stores in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I think, honestly, it, it seems like you'd have to get... I mean, that's, you know, why I guess thieves upgrade eventually to, like, bank robbery and shit. Because <laughs> you got to get one big get. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're set. Yeah. And then you could quit the game. One last job. One last job. In Ocean's time. 11, if you will. Mm-hmm. But wait. <laughs> then there's Ocean's 12. Hour 13. It was an eight. That the girl one. That was the girl one. I wanted to see that one. Maria saw it and said that it wasn't great. It was similar to this case, actually. They just stole jewelry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. all. I guess that's all women are capable of. <laughs> what in Hollywood? Oh, in London. Oh, in London. Hollywood, London. <laughs> 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 So they, along with the male gangs of the area, had an intricate system, and they often rode in fancy cars in order to make their getaways. Mm-hmm. Alice had a propensity for black Chryslers with eight-cylinder engines, and her right-hand woman, Maggie Hughes, loved Ford V8s. Just a fact. I had a V8. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> So when the women would make their steal, they would jump to the cars and the driver would drive off. They would drop, then they would drop off the car to like a storehouse where other gang members would start going through the stuff they stole. Cause like it would be like four women stole from like either the same store or four different stores in the area. Mm-hmm. And then they would all jump in the car. So the car would be full of stuff. They drop off the car 
immediately grab a new, like a, a fresh car with nothing in it, go back out and do it again. Damn. So Mon- is this like a nine to five situation? Like- nine to five, Monday through Friday situation. Nice. All right. I think it's actually Tuesday through Friday. Well, actually, because the Mondays were slow at stores. So, oh, yeah, they needed the crowds. They needed the crowds. They needed the staff to be like distracted and stuff. Mm. So, actually, instead, on Mondays, what they would do is they would have their parties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone else's party in the neighborhoods, you know, tended to be on Saturday. But for the 40 Thieves, the party started Saturday and it kept going into Monday because Monday they would plan, they would party still, but they would also plan their grifts on those Mondays. Their favorite time to go to the stores Tuesday through Friday um, was between 12 and 2 when half the staff was gone for lunch. So there was less people at the store. So they had every little part of it planned out. That's how I spent most of my twenties. Stealing partying from partying from like Saturday and Monday. Monday. Yeah. Oh God, I can't do that, and I'm in my twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I think the landscape was a little different. <laughs> <laughs> you have real responsibilities, Carolina. Yeah, not this true. guy. As a as a niche <laughs> micro celebrity person, yeah. internet celebrity. There's so so many so many, so many responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also divvied up London into different districts for themselves, and so they you know none of them would be recognized in other districts, and they could rotate them out. And uh, eventually, though, they got so popular just based on their own infamy in their own areas that they had to expand out and just keep just like ex- keep expanding out into other parts of London and keep hitting other stores until they were worldwide. Yep. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is also, you know, there's the bad side about being in a gang. What? So <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know this? <laughs> Any woman who would try to leave without like being married, because a lot of women seem to like be able to leave. She's like, I'm getting married. Uh, and then if her guy wasn't a thief, or even if he was a thief, that was a good enough excuse at the time to be like, I, I this is how I'm getting out of the game. I'm going to be a wife now. Mm. Uh, but uh, most other women trying to leave or who disrespected the queen would be punished with shunnings. And because they were so embedded in the culture there, these people would even be shunned by their own families. Damn. And if it was disrespectful enough, of course, they would be beaten up by the Gang of 40 Thieves. It seems so funny to me that, like, shunning was a thing. I don't know. Like, I think when I think of being shunned, I think of, like, middle school when they're like, you're shunned, and, like, you just don't get talked to for the rest of the day, but, like, damn, that really be a punishment, huh? I mean, I guess... At that point, if you're shunned by the whole neighborhood, you got to go somewhere else. Got to go. Got to go to the Tams, the wherever else. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with being shunned. They're like, we're not going to talk to you. I'd be like, eh, fuck all of you, dude. Need this shit. Fuck all of you. <laughs> but, you don't, but you don't have any other people. I'll find some. I'm a lone wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Ireland. (laughs) 
Oh. So the women were so good at what they did that this is when they started having store detectives around, which are basically just mall cops, but for the times. Okay. And they were really bad at their jobs. One example. Like any mall cop? Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's seriously. (laughs) (laughs) One example they gave was of a female, a lady mall cop named Annie Betts. And Annie, in a whole year, managed to only make six arrests. In her one store, because she was like assigned to one store, and they got hit up a lot. Um, one of the arrests that she made, actually five of the arrests that she made, weren't even for anybody from the Forty Thieves. One <laughs> one of them was super sad because she arrested a store clerk, to a couple who worked at the store who stole ribbon. Like that was what they stole. She's just a narc <laughs> at that point. She's a narc, yeah. Um, All monitor. Yeah, she sucks. Fuck you, Annie Betts. Betts. I feel I feel bad for her in the <laughs> sense that she was also bad at her job, so she never got. She was. She just seems like she was never happy. She's like Linda Tripp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we just started watching yeah. American Crime Story, so. <laughs> the Monica I only Lewinsky. watched like the first four episodes, and I just couldn't finish it. Yeah. Yeah, we're all on board. We're on board. board. (laughs) I I know I will be. I also I stopped watching it because I was using my boyfriend's dad's Directv information to watch it, but then they moved and they canceled their Directv. Oh come on! I think I I think I subconsciously am telling myself I didn't like it, so I'm not upset that I can't watch it anymore Uh, until it comes out on Hulu. It's bad. Oh yeah! Don't tell her that it's great. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Her other arrest was for uh, was for a member of the Forty Thieves, and she was caught stealing a robe and shoes, a brooch, and and a few other items from a a department store called Selfridges. Um, She. I just imagined, I just imagined this is so funny because she she was accused of it. She smacked the assistant, she smacked the assistant in the face at the store. Like, how dare you accuse me? And then she bit the constable's hand mm-hmm. while she was being dragged to the back. And then she admitted that she was a member of the Forty Thieves, but more importantly, her name was Evelyn Seymour, and she was an actress. <gasps> the worst crime of all. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's great. That's what a great what a great breakdown. I mean, that's kind of something you see today. <laughs> it's like Winona. She pulled a a Winona. Yeah. I, I just watched White Chicks the other day, and they they're like, she was at Saks, and she pulled a Winona. <laughs> I often uh, search Instagram for videos of subway fights and supermarket fights, and I feel like I've yes. seen this recently. Like, where somebody was, like, pulled away by, like, a security guard, and they bit their hand, and security's like, yeah, fucking son of a bitch! (laughs) Everybody's getting involved. Yeah, this is great. Despite their impeccable organization, the reign of the 40 Thieves was came to a screeching halt, for the most part, when the First World War began. And it stayed that way until the Second World War was over. Oh, damn. And then their reign would not resume, but it would come back with a fury 
in 1918. And that is where we'll stop for this part of Alice Diamond and the 40 Thieves. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Carolina, thank you so much for being with us. Can you plug anything? Can you tell us about any of the exciting things that you're working on? Oh, I mean, I am doing a bunch of stuff for BuzzFeed Unsolved. Everyone's kind of upset that Ryan and Shane are leaving. I'm not upset. Let's make room for women in true crime. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, just on BuzzFeed Unsolved, on Better Like, on BuzzFeed in general, and um, maybe on your screens. Watch an Etsy commercial. Maybe I'll be in it. Who knows? Are you in an Etsy commercial? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's on Monday. It's an, is, oh, I didn't know it was an Etsy one. That's so exciting. Yeah. (laughs) It's super cool. So, uh, yeah. That's very cool. so I do. My Instagram is Caro Rey Rey, um, C-A-R-O-R-E-Y-R-E-Y, because my last name is Reynos Reynoso. Um, and that's where, I, that's where I am. That's where I'll be. Nice. Uh, guys, check out the uh, episodes of BuzzFeed Unsolved with Carolina on them. They're very funny. Yeah. I don't miss those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're great people. I don't miss them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. never met them in person, so I I can't say, but... I was I was telling Cash about it today. I was like, they they became because I was watching one of the episodes um, that you did, and then I was thinking about how in their latest episode promo it says they're mostly going to haunted places. I was telling Cash, I was like, I would be so mad if I was like doing a show about paranormal stuff, just talking about it, but then eventually the producers were like, you gotta go to these haunted places, <laughs> and you gotta stay the night. Like you got you have to go in. It's like, no, I don't. That's the point of the show. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Honestly, I would do it though. But I, 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 I like. I, not that I like being scared, but I just like. I like to feel the ambiance of potential ghosties in the room. You know. Oh, it's too. Really? I'm, I'm a big baby. Like I don't. I think that's why I haven't seen a ghost because they think they know that I would not react well. <laughs> They're like, we will die again if Maria sees us. <laughs> yeah, I think I, mean, I would just. We'd be in the shortest horror film ever. Yeah. We're just not, we're, we love horror. Um, we obviously love a lot of macabre things, but we're not good at the idea of being in a, in like a haunted house. Yeah. It's we, not cool we, to we us. Subscribe to the rule of fuck that. <laughs> it's so funny because i'll watch like real like true crime stuff but i can't watch like horror films like that scares me but like the true stuff i'm like this is awesome like let's get this going and that's mm-hmm. great i love that it's normally the opposite yeah. yeah it's normally the opposite yeah like i'll fall i fall asleep watching like forensic files or like law and order svu it's like my favorite show in the world so. yeah yeah we do that too yep. we do the same mm-hmm. thing this entire quarantine i finished svu criminal intent <laughs> And now I am on the OG. OG uh, the, or yeah. OC? No, the OG. No, not okay. the OC. <laughs> no, because they just have a new one. They have organized crime, but everyone calls it OC. Oh. Oh, yeah. We, Which, start, we started watching that, but it feels a little weird. It, it definitely does feel weird. I only saw the first episode, and I was like, uh, maybe I'll get back to this at a different time. Yeah, yeah, we've seen three so far, and we're like, we'll get back to it later. There's also, mm-hmm. they keep tying it into SVU now. Um, they're trying to tie it into oh, yeah, SVU. They want like Chris and Marishka to have their moments. Mm-hmm. I know, but it's also like, don't make me watch 
OC. Don't make me watch organized <laughs> crime just to understand what's exactly. I'll make you a crossover episode. Yeah, exactly. like, I want to watch one of these shows. <laughs> the good thing is with the with the old school uh, Law and Order, Jerry Orbach just showed up, so now it's like, oh shit, oh, here we go. I love Jerry Orbach. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be Pun City. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna go watch Law and Order together. <laughs> it's true. It's totally true. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, check us out on Patreon. Check Carolina out. Um, and by the way, Paralike is a great, great outlet for all Latino content. Um, that's pretty. I don't know what else to say about it. I love it. I, I, I follow it obsessively. <laughs> it's huge already. So if you're Latino and you haven't heard about it, then I don't know what you're doing. Get on Instagram. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Have a good day.